Hello, and welcome back to Full Out with Samantha Joe Harvey. It is Sam, and ooh, this podcast is going to be a real one. I, at the time of this being posted, it'll be Wednesday, and on Tuesday, I am going through an incredible power move, a reclamation of myself, and I really wanted to share what's real for me in this moment as I pre-record heading into surgery tomorrow. It's Monday for me. (laughs) And I want to share with you my explant journey. And this feels so big and so powerful. And whether you have fake boobs or not, it's really not about the boobs. It is really about the journey and the transformation that I've experienced over the last nine years. So I know there's going to be a lot of like technical questions that people will have. I know that there's going to be recovery questions that people will have, but I wanted to share where I'm at in this journey and what brought me from point A to, I don't know, maybe with this point like G, (laughs) it's definitely not point B, point G or F or Z, I don't know. So first I just want to say that I am so deeply excited I have considered this and I've been thinking about the explant and removing my breast implants for a couple of years now. I remember specifically seeing some people that I followed on Instagram back in 2020 and 21 moving through the process. And I was always intrigued. And if I'm being honest, I was a little bit triggered. And so I know people have even said like, well, Sam, you do your thing, but like, don't shame anyone that has implants. And I'm like, babes, this is not about shame. This is not about right or wrong. You know, I don't believe in right or wrong. This really is my personal journey and what's real for me. So I want to say that. And I remember seeing these women go through these things and I, I knew a lot of them had health issues. They were experiencing breast implant illness. Um, and I really honored those journeys and I am grateful that I have not had symptoms like that. I have not had any of the intense inflammation, autoimmune issues. I've literally read so many things about women experiencing some serious, serious health issues. And I feel really blessed and fortunate that that was not my experience. I actually feel very healthy and very good. I am curious about inflammation. I'm curious to see what happens to my body after they're removed I'm excited for the structural piece. That was a big piece that, you know, played a little bit of the part in me desiring to do this. Uh, I haven't been able to do a pull-up in nine years. I have not been able to do push-ups without pain and pressure in nine years. And as you know, I live a very, very physical lifestyle. I love being in the gym. I love dancing. I love teaching. I love being able to be with my body. And that is one piece that has never healed and has never felt right since my surgery. So I'm excited for that. But you know, what's interesting is that I always saw people talking about explants because of a health decision. And my decision really came from a coming home to self. And that's what this really feels like. For me, this is a self-love decision. This is a spiritual and soul self decision. This is me reclaiming my body and my deep, deep, deep self-love and acceptance in a way that I never knew I needed and I never thought about nine years ago or even five years ago, to be honest with you. I am really excited to remove 
this armor off of my heart, to literally be able to open up my heart chakra, to allow more love out and more love in. It's really interesting because I am studying in a priestess lineage right now, which is a whole separate conversation, but it's been really fascinating because this month, um, the archetype that we're working with is Great Mother. And in the Great Mother Temple, what she says is, there is nothing you can do to make me love you. And there is nothing you can do to make me not love you. I simply love you. And the big affirmations in this teaching is, I surrender and I receive. And it's really about opening up the heart space to allow yourself to be held by the great mother, by, you know, the archetype of the mother and how to really mother yourself, regardless of what you've experienced with your own mother, your biological mother, any other mother figures in your world and how you also mother. So there's been this really beautiful thread that has been happening through my life in this last month since I've made this decision that has been so freaking cool. And again, I just want to really share that this feels like such a deep rooted reclamation of my freedom, of my heart, of my body, of my path. And in some ways, I'm going to be honest with you, in some ways, it made it harder. It would be so easy to be like, oh yeah, I have this autoimmune disease and my doctor says I have to get my breast implants taken out because that'll make me healthy. Like, even though I know that that's not hard, like I don't wish that on anyone or myself, but it feels like there would be a really clear and acceptable reason, according to society, to remove these implants, right? But it takes a different level of conviction and courage to say, this is no longer in alignment with who I am. And that's exactly what I'm saying. This is no longer in alignment with who I am. These beautiful big mama titties, let's be real. They're no longer in alignment with what I believe in, with my authentic truth. And so to make a decision based solely on my authentic truth has been I don't know. For me, it's been pretty fucking cool. And it's also been challenging because people don't get it. I've shared with some people in my world. I've shared with some of my classes and my clients. And, you know, it's been really wild to see people's opinions and and responses. And, you know, some people go into like a horrified, oh my God, well, what are they going to look like? And other people have been like, oh my God, amazing. Like, go you. Other people are like, oh, are you sick? Have you been having issues? And so it's been really, really wild and just so fun and cool to explore other people's reactions, which is really just a a mirror of what their thoughts and beliefs are. And it's just been wild. I I just want to say it's been wild. I really had a plan for this podcast, but now I'm just like riffing. And so we're just going to keep riffing. So I chose and made this decision because it's no longer in alignment. They are no longer in alignment. And this body is no longer in alignment with who I know to be true as my soul self. I am so excited to reclaim my small chest. I am so excited to see what my chest is going to look like after this. I do not know. Um, I am having what is called an explant and oh gosh, now I'm going to mess up the name, like a capsulectomy. So essentially they're taking out the explant and the scar tissue that has built up around the explant. We don't know whether that's going to be a lot of scar tissue or if that's going to be a little bit. We don't really know until the doctor goes in. 
And so we'll be removing all of that. It has been linked to um, some cancers and some things. So there's definitely a health piece to it, but I would totally be lying if I said this was strictly for health. This really is more for me and my identity. And I think that's a result of the work that I've done. The last nine years has been insane with growth and expansion and fucking dumpster fires and heartbreak and grief and reopening my heart and learning how to trust myself, learning how to receive, learning how to love myself, learning how to love others, softening my rigidness, softening what I thought I needed to be and who I thought I needed to be and really coming into this knowing and the freedom that comes with knowing that I am living as my authentic self. I was in a ceremony back in September. And in this ceremony, a non-psychedelic ceremony, I was connecting with my soul guides. And one of the pieces that I connected with was my mission. And I was told that my mission was to gather the women and bring them home. And in that experience, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Like my very human self having this like very wild, you know, crazy soul experience. Like what the I mean, I don't get what that means. And as I came out of it and sat with this, this message, I was like, well, of course, like that's what I already do. I bring women home to themselves, home to their power, home to their confidence, home to their truth, home to their free expression, home to loving their body, their sensuality, their strength, their resilience, learning and loving their grief and just knowing, you know, who the fuck they are, remembering who the fuck they are. And so I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And I shared this with a mentor and she said, well, Sam, yes. And the way to fully embody your mission is not just to gather the women and bring them home, but is to gather yourself and come home to you. And when she said that, I was like, oh, damn, but like, haven't I done enough work? Haven't I done enough healing? Haven't I done enough in this journey? Like, am I there yet? And of course we know there is no there. And so since I had that conversation with her, it seems like it set things in motion. And, you know, if we're looking through a soul lens, I really believe that my soul chose this. I chose to get the implants. I chose to go through all of the ups and downs and the heartaches and the heartbreaks and the amazing things that came with this journey. And it set me up to have this reclamation journey as well, the super healing activation of calling back my truth and removing these foreign objects in my body. So while you may have thought this is going to be a really straightforward implant explant story, this is really like a deep, deep soul lesson that my soul chose. So with that being said, I think it's really important to call forth the idea of guilt and shame because I've had some people ask, well, do you regret getting them? Do you regret it? Do you wish that you didn't have to do this? Do you have any embarrassment, any shame around this past choice of yours? And the honest answer is no. And I, I really attribute that to the work that I've done. I love the younger version of me. I love her so deeply. I honor her. I know that she was doing the best she could with the tools that she had. I know that she was in some really challenging, dark spots. And I know that I wouldn't be here without that. 
And so I think back to that version of me who was seeking love and validation and confidence and aliveness and sensuality and like just this deep desire to feel free and to feel love. And she was in a tough spot. I was in a rocky marriage. I was in an unhealthy relationship with my body after competing in a fitness competition. I was very much in that competition world where most of the women had implants, or at least most of the women that were quote unquote successful in that space had implants. I knew very little about self-worth. I knew very little about limiting beliefs and deep-rooted patterns. I knew nothing about past lives and, and you know ancestral patterning. I knew nothing about that. I was in my network marketing business. So I was doing some personal development, but more so around productivity, you know, getting shit done, getting out of your own way and like doing the damn thing. So that piece I had, but it was the deep embodied self-love that I was deeply lacking. I was really good from a masculine space. I could check things off the to-do list. I was pretty successful on paper. I had my career with Rockettes. I had good success in my network marketing business, but it was the deeper layers, the deeper, deeper things that really impact your life that I I simply did not have back then. And so I love that version of me. I love that version of me. I think back to being in the competition space and working with a photographer who was really well known. Like he was known for you know, finding the new faces, getting them on magazine covers, having them, you know, really blow up by using their bodies. And I remember working with him and he was like, Sam, you totally can do this. You could be so successful, but you need boobs. And I had been thinking about it for a while. And if I'm being totally, totally honest, which, you know, I always am on here, my sister and my mom always had bigger chest than me. I felt like the redheaded stepchild and I literally had dyed red hair like back in high school. And I always, this is a really fucked up thought, but I'm going to share it with you. I remember looking down at my feet and just wishing that my boobs stuck out further than my stomach. I didn't understand the beauty and the power of the female body. I didn't understand that it was this patriarchal lens that made us feel this desire to have fuller breasts and a tight stomach. I had no understanding of the societal and really ancestral programming that was so deep rooted. I just felt like, why don't I look like a woman? Why are my boobs not bigger? Why is my stomach sticking out? I want to be like my mom and my sister. I want to fit in. I want to feel sexy. I had no idea all of the other stuff that went into it. And so coming from that space, it allows me to have so much compassion, so much love, so much reverence even for that version of me. And so do I feel any guilt or shame? Absolutely not. And I think this is a big piece that women get caught up in, whether, you know, whatever quote unquote mistakes you've made in the past, when we can come from the lens of that version of me did the best she could with the tools she had, that version of me was going through it and didn't know how to express herself, didn't know how to love herself, didn't have the tools to do whatever it was that she needed to do to feel good, then we can come with a lot more grace and compassion for our younger selves. And that's been a big part of the journey in the self-love space. And I used to call myself a self-love coach. I don't necessarily resonate with that now, although that's what we do. Deep self-acceptance is self-love. 
But it's not like sexy to be like, I'm hiring a self-love coach because I have zero self-love. Like no one's like, Sam, I have no self-love. Please help me get there. People are like, I want to feel good in my body. I want to make a fuck ton of money in my business. I want to feel confident. I want to be able to have conversations with people. I want to be able to give in a, a you know giant presentation in front of the boardroom and feel great and not sweat my fucking face off and, and have hives, right? So while I don't call myself a self-love coach anymore, it is part of the deep work that we do because I don't know a single woman who has never experienced self-doubt. I don't know a single woman who's never experienced imposter syndrome, who's never looked at herself in the mirror and had something shitty to say, who's never been in a relationship and got triggered and felt like it was about her when really it was about her partner. I've never met a woman who didn't feel good about herself in some way, shape, or form. So we are all on this self-love and self-acceptance game. That's what we are doing. Your bank account is tied to how you feel about yourself. Your way that you look, your success in your career, your success in your relationships, your ability to open your heart is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. So I think it's really important to note that if you are feeling tension and stress and things that aren't really flowing or working in your life, it is a sign of separation. And it's really a separation from self and your full power. And so if you're experiencing guilt or shame, if you're still carrying this this level of shoulda, woulda, coulda, and I wish I would have in comparison and self-judgment, beautiful. You're human. And so instead of trying to like force your way to fix it and find yourself love, what I would invite you into is a softening, a softening. Can you love things exactly as they are right now in this moment? Of course, knowing that you may want it to shift. You may want to feel better in your body. You may want to feel better in your business. You may want to feel better in your relationship. And can you love yourself the way you are in this very moment? Can you love all of the choices you've made? Can you love all of the ups, the downs, the arounds, and the in-betweens? That is the real work. I'll even call it the real play. That is the play. And so I see that version of me that was seeking the validation, the confidence, the love, the aliveness. Like I just wanted to go from surviving to thriving. I was seeking freedom. And one of those ways was getting the implants. And did it work superficially for a while? Yeah. I looked great in a bikini. I looked great naked. (laughs) I'd be lying if I said that I didn't love that. And if I'm being honest again, there was a big piece of me that also was challenged with it. I remember going back at the time I was teaching um, college students at University of California at Irvine. I I was a substitute teacher And I remember feeling like a fraud. I'm like, oh my gosh, here I am teaching these girls that they can be whoever they want. And they, you know, get to express themselves, these musical theater girls. And here I am going and getting plastic surgery. And that felt awkward. It felt weird. It felt uncomfortable. It felt inauthentic for me in that moment. And also my truth at the time was this is the path that I needed to take. There were also moments when I really struggled with how I looked in clothes. It changed my shape. And so in some ways, I felt like I looked heavier. I felt like I looked bigger. I felt like I, you know, didn't look, I really didn't look the same way, but it it really shifted a little bit of my body dysmorphia. 
I remember being in California and feeling really cool. But anytime I went back to New York and I did other seasons with the Rockettes, I felt really out of place. In California, I think a lot of people have plastic surgery. There's a lot more like, you know, about physical appearance and how you look. And, you know, at the gym, I I see a lot more fake boobs. I'm just going to be real. And when I went to New York or anytime I would visit Baltimore, I felt really out of place. I felt like the sexy girl, but in a way that like I didn't necessarily want that attention. And it allowed a great opportunity for me to feel into what is my sensuality? Because clearly these boobs are not the thing that make me feel sensual or sexy. And so I went through a really big learning phase around my body. And that also had to do with my career ending, with COVID, with all of that craziness, relearning my relationship with dance, relearning my relationship as I stepped into the pole studio, and really discovering that sexy and sensuality is a way of being. It had nothing to do with my bra size. It had nothing to do with whether or not I had cleavage. And so as I reclaimed that part of me, the implants felt even more unlike me. And so as you can see, it's just been this wild journey, wild, wild journey. And then finally, I really came to that full knowing that this was no longer me. And I had to give myself permission to say, this is no longer in alignment. I'm going to do something about it. And so I did. And so what I, what I really think is important to share is that I loved that old version of me and I'm holding this duality of, I, and I'm no longer her. I'm different in a million ways. I love my body. I know my worth now. I know that I can bet on myself. I'm more connected to my soul and my life's purpose than I ever have been. And I'm so excited to take this armor literally off my heart chakra, off my heart space. So this is a reclamation. It's an opening. It's a deep healing on so many levels. It feels so liberating. I'm so excited. And I'm also about to be in recovery. So it's opening up this whole beautiful space for me to receive, for me to receive support, for me to rely on other people, for me to really soften and surrender what the next couple weeks are going to look like, what the next couple months are going to look like, to surrender what my body's going to look like. And I had someone ask me yesterday, like, do you have any fear? Are you scared? And I honestly, I'm I'm not. I have a little weirdness around going under, under anesthesia. It feels a little weird. I've literally done that like twice in my life. Um, And so I feel weird about that. But I did want to share some of the things that I'm doing to prep and and how I'm going to recover. Um, And so part of this is, is the practical And I think I'll probably do another podcast on this later after I'm like actually in it, but I'll tell you some of my plans. So part of this is practical and that's going to be having my green drink every day. It supports inflammation. It's going to be having my protein shakes and eating really well. So anti-inflammatory nutrition for the most part, and then adding a lot of protein. The doctor literally said, add protein. Protein is going to help you heal and recover. So I'll be having my protein shakes. I'll be eating all the foods, um, getting ready for Carlos to start cooking. (laughs) And then what else for the tactical? I have a frequency healing device um, called a Healy, and that I have been running leading up to the surgery. And I'll be running on myself 
after the surgery. And if you want more information on what that is, I'm happy to chat with you. Just DM me. I'm also doing tons of visualization. I am pouring liquid gold light into my body, into my breasts, into the surgery center, into my house and my recovery space. I am pouring liquid gold light into all aspects of this experience. And so it's really priming and prepping the field for it to go smoothly. I have energy healing sessions set up for after the surgery. So with one of my mentors, so I am taking care of myself on a physical and energetic level. And I, I'm just pumped. I'm just pumped. I'm going to leave the prep there because I don't really want to go super deep into it, but I, I want to close with this. If I can go from that girl who hates what she looks like, who can't, who can't look down at her stomach and her feet and be upset about how small her breasts are and how her stomach is sticking out. You guys, I'm not a big girl. I never was. For me to have that, I know it sounds crazy and also it's real. So if you struggle with any body dysmorphia, I just want you to know I have been there. For me to go from seeking validation, seeking aliveness from every source outside of me, And to land in a space where I love myself, where I stand for myself, where I am willing to lose relationships, willing to lose careers, willing to go through surgery, willing to lose so much in order to be in my authentic truth, to fully own my worth and love the fuck out of my life, you can do it too. You can do it too. I am creating freedom for myself and it's what I teach my clients to do. I teach freedom regardless of what society says, regardless of what society says you should look like or how you should act or the order in which you should live your life. I am living my most liberated and free way in the ways that I know how right now with the tools that I have right now. And if I can do it, you can as well. Remember, you are not the same person you were a week ago or a year ago, or nine years ago, permission to grow, permission to evolve, permission to change, permission to remember who the fuck you are, permission to live in your truth, permission to be your honest, authentic, fully expressed self in whatever way that looks like. That is what I stand for, my love. That is what I stand for. So I am hoping that me sharing this is supportive for you and wherever you are in your journey. I would love to connect with you in my DMs at Samantha Jo Harvey. If you are looking to step into your next level, I have a few different ways that you can work with me. One cool thing that this space is allowing me, I'm not going to be able to work out or dance for a while. So it's allowing me even more space in my schedule. And I am so excited to serve in a deeper way. I know that as I walk through my transformative journeys, I just get activated with way more codes and it goes directly into the women that I work with. And so I do want to share with you a couple different ways that we can work together in the coming weeks. If you are feeling inspired and ready to make a shift in your life, whether it's in your health, your business, your relationships, your connection to your body, your connection to your expression. So we have some space in a one-on-one container. I have five-day Voxer portals for a really affordable price. I have a one-month power portal. If you're someone that's looking to dive a little bit deeper 
in that one-on-one space. And I do have some spaces opening up in my one-on-one mentorship that is a long-term, six-month, deep, deep proximity, massive changes occur in that space. I have seen people leave jobs, start new jobs, fall in love, break up, start new businesses, do so many different things. I I can't even tell you what happens in my one-on-one space. It is a magical fucking portal. If you are ready for big shifts and big, big changes, even if it's internal, like deep self-love and worthiness, or it's external in those external things, that is the space to jump into, or at least have a conversation with me about. And then if you are looking for something that's more of self-paced, go at your own pace, more of a group setting, I do have the incredible Club Full Out membership. And you could literally join right now. We'll put a link in the show notes. Club Full Out has all of the things to support you in your journey from guided movement meditations to get you out of your head and into your body, from pep talk audios are like little two to three minute bursts of inspiration from me to you. They're bite-sized and amazing. We have tons of trainings in our, I like to call it the Netflix for the full out woman in our online portal. We have interviews, trainings, all that good stuff. And then we also have a once a month live group call. So it is the best value ever. It's only $99 a month. And if you want to join for the year, the monthly or the yearly membership is $9.99. So super fun, super transformative, go at your own pace. These are all choose your own adventure. But what I know to be true, if you are listening to this, if you are inspired by this, if you know that there is just a whisper of something more for you, more love, more freedom, more money, more aliveness, more belief in yourself, more sensuality, more softness, more connection, then this is your sign to take a leap, to say yes to yourself, to say yes to the whisper right now. Mm, I love this shit. All right, my friends, I am loving you. If you want to connect, send me a DM. I will be in the DMs on my recovery and I would love to connect with you. If this podcast resonated, please share it with a friend, post it on social media. I really do believe there's some messages in here that get to be heard by every single woman on the planet. And that is my vision to raise the vibration of women on the planet. Thanks for being here. I love you. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.